Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Were your parents compassionate? Did they sympathize with you when things went wrong, were too complicated, or you were struggling? Some of our parents didn't understand us and didn't even try. They dismissed all of our problems as insignificant. There was no empathy, tolerance, or even concern. And likely, this left you feeling very alone and misunderstood. It would be best if you didn't repeat those patterns of indifference. So today we're going to talk about how to be compassionate. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and every week I give you parenting videos that help you in your parenting journey. If you have a particular topic or parenting question about your school-aged child that you would like for me to address, please submit it at theimpactfulparent at gmail.com or by messaging me on social media. And all submissions are kept anonymous. Today, I will talk about compassion. Compassion is essential. It allows us to connect with others and understand their struggles. And it's crucial in building a healthy relationship, especially between parents and children. Levels of compassion. Number one, do nothing. The first level of compassion is doing nothing. This level is characterized by a lack of empathy and an unwillingness to engage with others. It is the lowest level of compassion, and it is often seen in emotionally disconnected people who have experienced some trauma. If this is your parent, consider that their upbringing was likely not so good, and they could have been passing down the habits of even their own parents. Now, as parents ourselves, we need to recognize that we are in, if we're in this state, that we need to take steps to move forward to one of the higher levels of compassion. Doing nothing in the face of our children's struggles can cause them to feel neglected and unsupported. For example, if your child's upset about, let's say, a bad grade and ignoring or dismissing their feelings can cause them to feel unheard and unsupported. Soon, they're going to disconnect from you altogether and seek the attention they need from others. Or they could also cope with their loneliness with drugs and alcohol. This also leaves your child the most vulnerable to predators. So let's get to number two, empathy. Now, the second level of compassion is empathy, and this level involves recognizing and understanding the emotions and experiences of others. It's characterized by active listening and a willingness to engage with somebody else. As parents, empathy is a crucial skill to develop. It allows us to connect with our children and understand their struggles. For example, if your child is upset about a bad grade, Showing empathy now involves listening to their concerns and validating their feelings. It can be as simple as saying, hmm, I understand how you feel and it's okay to be upset. Many parents skip the empathy stage altogether because it can be time consuming and tedious and they don't see the value in saying, yeah, 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 I get it. 
So listening to children can be tiresome depending on their age and the subject matter. However, it is still a critical step in exhibiting compassion. The mistake many parents make when trying to be empathetic is going into fix-it mode. For some parents, especially dads, it is it isn't easy to listen and not give instructions or suggestions to improve things. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't give your child feedback and help, but what I am saying is that this is not the appropriate time to do that quite yet. Your child still needs time to vent and have someone listen and empathize with their situation before you go into fix-it mode. Level of compassion number three, sympathy. The third level of compassion is sympathy. And this level involves feeling sorry for others and wanting to help them. It's characterized by a desire to alleviate the suffering of others. Now, as parents, sympathy can be a powerful tool in connecting with children. It shows them that we care and we want to help them through their struggles. For example, if your child's upset about that bad grade, showing sympathy involves expressing your concern and offering to help them study or seek extra help. This is where the fix-it mode is useful. For my fix-it parents out there, I suggest monitoring your compassion so that you can create space for empathy first and then move into sympathy. If you are a parent that does not have a lot of sympathy for your child, ask yourself, why? Could it be that your own parent was narcissistic? And you have some learned behaviors from them? Could it be that you feel your child deserves what they're going through because of their choices? Whatever your reasoning might be, just ask yourself, why? Why do you feel that way? And you don't feel sympathy for your child. Because perhaps you can discover how you can put those feelings aside to maybe support them. Level of compassion number four is empathetic concern. Now, the fourth level of compassion of empathetic concern involves feeling a deep sense of care and respect for others. It is characterized by a desire to help others without expecting anything in return. And that's the difference. As parents, empathetic concern can be a powerful tool in building strong relationships with your child just as some of these others. It shows them that we care deeply about their well-being and will support them through their struggles. For example, if your child's upset about that bad grade, showing empathetic concern involves expressing your concern and offering to help them study or seek extra help, but now without expecting anything in return at all. You're not expecting for them to be nicer to you. You're not expecting them to go out of their way to do the dishes or take out the trash. It's just you're helping. And in many ways, this combines level two and level three together, right? If you are a level four, then congratulations, because this means your child will likely come to you for help and support. Level compassion number five, it's compassion in action. Now, the fifth and final level of compassion, this compassion in action, involves taking action to alleviate the suffering of others. 
It's characterized by a willingness to go above and beyond to help somebody else. As parents, compassion and action is our ultimate goal. It allows us to show our children that we are willing to do whatever it takes to support them through their struggles. For example, if your child is struggling with a difficult subject in school, then showing that compassion in action involves working with them to find a tutor or extra resources to help them succeed. Now, how parents can use these five levels of compassion is important. So let's get into that a little bit. Now that we've explored five levels of compassion, let's look into some of the practical examples of how parents can use it to improve their relationship with their children. The first one could be recognize where you are at so that you can strive to improve. And this involves being honest about your emotional state and moving toward a higher level of compassion. For example, if you feel disconnected with your child, okay, taking a break and practicing self-care can help you move toward a higher level of compassion if you discover maybe you're actually at levels two or three. And so talking to even a therapist, a counselor, or even a coach, depending on your situation, can help you figure out how to continue to grow into other higher levels of compassion so that you can be there more for your child. Another thing parents can do is practice empathy. When we can, actively listening to your child and trying to understand their emotions and experiences is going to be important. Practice not saying anything back and just nodding your head and repeating what you think you heard and understood back to your child. So let's say you give your child an opportunity to vent, whether they're in the car, you're driving home from school or at home. They're venting, they're venting, they're venting. You're not going to try to go into fix-it mode yet. You're going to practice empathy, which is the sitting there, adding your head, making a new agreement, and then repeating back what you think you heard. And that's going to be important because it allows you to see, did you understand your child? And you might be surprised about some of your answers. Or it also allows your child to correct you if you didn't get it the first time. And that makes your child feel very heard. Another thing that parents can do is show sympathy. Now, practicing expressing your concern and wanting to help your child can be another step in your process. It may feel fake initially if you're not naturally sympathetic, but test it out and see if this helps your parent-child relationship. This can be as simple as offering to help your child with a problem and telling them what you would do if you were in their situation. Another thing parents can do is practice self-compassion. Try to accept your own faults. Avoid the self-blame and the guilt. Even if you find that you're at levels one, two, or three, it's okay. We all make mistakes. Do your best to practice self-care as part of practicing compassion for even yourself. Is this exciting that you're watching this right now, listening to this information and trying to learn from it? Congratulations. Something else parents can do is practice active compassion by doing community service with your child. 
and intentionally taking time out to help others together. This is an excellent role modeling thing and an opportunity to bond with your child by doing community service projects together and then learning from those experiences. This is truly compassion in action, but you're able to do it horizontally here with your child beside you instead of doing it to your child. And that it's a whole new learning experience and it's awesome. Lastly, practice compassion by recognizing and addressing underlying issues that may be causing harm and suffering. This means instead of punishing your child for getting angry and breaking that toy, you would dig deeper into the issue and address the root cause of whatever is making them angry. Remember that a child's behaviors are a way of communicating, and typically they're communicating pain, sadness, fear, or even disgust. So figure out why your child feels that way so that you can solve the problem at the source instead of only addressing the outcome, which could be the broken vase or whatever it is that they did. What is all behind that? What's the emotion behind that? And why do they feel that way? Because if you only punish them for breaking the vase, that's like putting a band-aid on a broken arm. You can also use this type of compassion to mend the pain of your own hurt feelings when someone has done something wrong to you or to understand why your parents are the way they are. So practice those things. Compassion is so important. And using Gabor Mate's five levels of compassion can be a powerful tool in your parenting. To become a better parent, start by practicing compassion in all its different forms, and you can create a more supportive and empathetic environment for your child, resulting in a better relationship and a child that thrives. If this information is valuable for you today, become a more impactful parent by downloading the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free and full of episodes just like this one to help you in your parenting journey. Because investing in your family looks like learning the warning signs of certain behaviors so you can stop the bad things before they start, or discovering new parenting techniques that are just going to make your parenting more effective. All of this, plus so much more, is inside the Impactful Parent app. So download it today. You got nothing to lose. It's a free parenting resource. So go to your app store and type in Impactful Parent, and I'll be there. Or just go to theimpactfulparent.com and discover how you can step up your parenting game and become a more impactful parent. But until next time, you got this. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.